Jarvis, drop my needle. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and if you are interested in listening to idiots, you came to the right place. Have a nice day. Woo! That's an attention getter. He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Oh my God, he's an idiot. You know, of course, that you're out of your jurisdiction. Personally, I think you're an idiot. But that's the evidence in the car. But I was going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Always like to keep my audience riveted. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, friends and fiends, and welcome to Free Range EDC, the podcast about everything, but mostly just the stuff we like. It's the show so nice that we just had to do it twice. This time, we'll be seeing what Marvel's distinguished competition, for all of you out there who don't know that's DC, has coming up. And if there's any chance in hell that they'll get their act together to even be mentioned in the same breath, spoilers, we're not exactly holding our breath. However, we are nothing if not thorough, even if it's thoroughly idiotic, insane, and foolhardy, but we're thorough in pursuit of them all. So let's take a left off the paved road and head back down to the free range agency trailer park in this episode 79, part duh, electric Batman monkey flashing another Batman boogaloo. My name is Todd, and with me, as always, is the man who is single-handedly responsible for the 2007 Boston Red Sox World Championship by drinking nothing but Coors for a week straight and sitting in his lucky spot on the couch. He has been my partner in EDC for over two decades and still, for some reason, answers my phone calls. I give you the man they call Tim. Greetings and salutations, my friend. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Yourself, sir? I'm doing well. I am, I'm, I'm feeling good. Uh, yeah, we'll get giddy. to that in a little while. I, giddy. Yeah, you're giddy. I'd, I'll smack you right in your giddy, I'll tell you. What? I just said I'm giddy. <laughs> I know you're giddy, and I know why you're giddy, and that's why I am not so giddy. I. And that's a that's a whole lot of giddy talk for the like first three minutes of the show. <laughs> There's too much joy in this place. I know. There should just be nothing but misery and rain. <laughs> it's been raining all day today, and I'm just in a mood, all right? The role of, of Uncle Todd will be played by George Costanza tonight. <laughs> harumph, harumph. Actually, not even George Costanza. I'm one of those guys in the Muppet Show. Up in the, I'm like one of the guys up in the box there in the Muppet Show, just casting down dispersion on people. That's my role. That is my role. Dispersion and a stern look. Yes, I'm essentially Uncle Corn, Uncle Corny with just more bile. So just to give you an idea of, of, of where we're at tonight. Oh, boy. But anyways, before we get too far sidetracked, I mean, then again, I say that that's what we do basically for an hour and a half every single week. Brand but wild. hey, let's at least try to pretend we have a point. Uh, what's going on in the week in Geek, sir? The week in so funky well my friend uh starting off as always because it is the football season and we are in that time of year where the games are played oh for crying out loud get to the freaking point would you (laughs) wait a minute i had a whole speech prepared (laughs) you got this is an nfl films get to the freaking point (laughs) all right well you two, shellacked two. my butt in fantasy football. Hold this on, past we, week. we have t- we have two weeks to go through here, and oh, I figured the first week God you would sake. you would be happy with the result because I 
Much like you predicted, the, you know, uh, what, what was the saying? Pride comes before the fall? Pride comes before the fall, and I was right there, but then I also got my tail kicked in, so it <laughs> took a little edge off my joy. But yeah, I'll take a little, I'll take a little joy in the fact that you got your, you got your butt handed to you. That was I lovely. I, I, I did. did enjoy that. I, I, I figured you would. And, and so uh, last week, which would be week six, I suffered my first defeat of the 2021 campaign, losing 234 to 172. Campaign. For crying out loud, you act like this isn't a fake football team that you picked online. You're acting like you're freaking Billy Bean over there, like coaxing 90 wins out of the Oakland A's. Or you're, you're Bill Belichick in 2001 managing to get 11 wins out of like a makeshift offensive line and patched together defense of a bunch of guys who are over 40. Like, you you pick this on Yahoo. It's not a campaign, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as I was saying, the 2021 campaign. <laughs> Freaking delusions of grandeur! You got, you know what? The good thing is, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, be, I'm not even chilled right now. I have to take off my sweater because the, the hatred is flowing through me. Oh, to, to, I can't even get the sweater off for crying out loud! Tonight we're gonna get Uncle Todd Palpatine. She got a freaking straight jacket on. Oh, so so my downfall came. Um, is this really decaf? I think I had regular coffee. I was I'm- gonna say, are you sure you didn't get an espresso shot in there somewhere too? Jeez, Louise, <sighs> you are you are amped. It's Lewis Black Roast. It's the only thing more potent than that, like death by coffee. Ah, so, there it is. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. So so my wide I can receivers now see through walls. By the way. Oh, very nice. Well, so so my wide receivers. Uh, oh, for fa- heaven's sake! Me. Do we have to? Do we have to go into the minutiae of it? You got <laughs> tasted next. <laughs> Sweet. Derrick Henry, but and Tom Brady, oh, however, still carried the day, but not enough to uh, vanquish my opponent. Oh, uh, death, um, where is thy sweet release? Uncle Todd, on the other hand, uh, as he said, uh, also lost. So both of us in losing affairs in week six. And this week was special. This week, as I texted Uncle Todd, uh, he had the opportunity to go one-on-one with the great one. That's right. Head-to-head. Man, they called him and Uncle Todd, and uh, wow, you it, were getting—you were so getting a FedEx box full of cat birds <laughs> for Christmas. I'm telling you right now, <sighs> and wreaking a little bit of vengeance from last season, where Uncle Todd vanquished me, I believe. And I, I, I thought you beat me in the playoffs as well as during the regular season. I don't know, it, it, but uh, nonetheless, good outing overall for myself. Uncle Todd is still suffering from players falling uh, with down, you know, basically coming down with COVID. Well, um, no, this, well, yeah, this week I actually the, the replacement to a replacement came down with COVID. So I said, okay, or no, actually, it wasn't even that. It wasn't even that. I had uh, this guy assigned. Who was who is he? I got to even find this guy. What's his name? K. Herbert, whatever, whoever he is. He plays for the Bears. I should have already. Khalil. Khalil Herbert. I should have known I was in trouble when I started picking up someone from the Bears. That's That should have been the first freaking sign. I'm sorry, Chicago, but it just never works out, okay? Mm-hmm. So I, I signed him. He was going to be my backup. He was going to go in. And then they were predicting, oh, he's not going to get it. He's going to have a real tough time. He's projected for not, negative fantasy points or whatever crap they gave me. Yahoo, because Yahoo hates me too. It's a freaking conspiracy. And then, then I go and I sign this other dude. Who? Uh, what's what's his face? What's this useless turd's face? Sorry, I don't mean I don't mean I mean his fantasy self. I don't mean him as a person. I'm sure Mike Davis from the Atlanta Falcons is a is a wonderful person. And if he isn't, then well, whatever. But so I, I signed him because he was spo- he was projected to get 25 points. Guess how many he got? Five. 
Yes, a whole whopping five freaking points. He got one more point than my freaking kicker who crapped the bed. <laughs> That's that is where we're at. That. Oh, good lord. He was oh. he was just as good as having a second kicker on my team. And meanwhile, what did Khalil do? Thirty-six freaking points. Thirty-six. However, here's the thing, and this is why I just I'm I I I am beside myself. If I had if I had played the perfect week, if I put everybody in who could have who, who could have would have should have gotten points, I still wouldn't have beaten you, because you somehow you, you managed to draft Tom Brady like ten years ago and have like held on to him with a fracking death grip ever since, <laughs> and then you've got all these other guys and it's keeper, I, keeper not a freaking yeah of course he's a keeper, and then you've got Derrick Henry doing his thing, and then. Who the frick is this guy from the freaking... Oh, of course you've got the Patriots running back who went off. You know, because just screw me. That's why. That's Of course, the Patriots are going to discover a running game the week that you're playing. And I got me. Debo. D- Debo Samuel. Yeah, yeah. Debo Samuel, who did nothing for me last year, and he goes out and scores 21 points for you. Thank that's you. great. Thanks, Debo. Really appreciate that. Thank you. So, Idiot Bowl 1... This game I goes to Uncle game. Tim. I hate this game. Or the man they call Tim. Sorry. I, I don't mean to take your mantle there, too. Got to leave you that at least. No, nah, you might as well just take it all away from <laughs> me. Just, just, I'm just praying for the sweet, sweet release of death at this point. Because <laughs> fantasy football season can't end soon enough. <laughs> uh, and Uncle Todd and I have talked. He is all in next season. So You, you know what? <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I will... Even if I have to hop a freaking freight car from here to Chicago just to beat your ass, you swear to God, you call me for fantasy football one more freaking time. I swear we aren't friends anymore. Oh, not only are we not wow. friends, I am. I, you're getting like a bag of dog crap every single day in the mail. I will get wow. a second job to pay for the postage. Goodness. Goodness. Such hostility. Ah, well... You, you know, it's a good thing that I, I back in college I managed to wake you up all those times to come and get me from the bar because otherwise I'd really be mad. <laughs> I'm just mildly annoyed right now. Vengeance is mine two decades later. <laughs> yeah, it took you long enough. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we have spent enough time on fantasy football, and I believe yep. Uncle Todd has, has quasi-exercised that demon. Moving Until along. next week. Moving along to other geekish news. Uh, interesting yes. tidbit this last week uh, mm-hmm. coming from, uh, well, numerous sources. I'm pulling this one from IGN.com. But it has been confirmed. Uh, multiple Lucasfilm and Disney Plus sources have Plus. confirmed that one Mr. Hayden Christensen will be uh, a part of the new Ahsoka Tano series starring Rosario Dawson. This is uh, significant, if only because it, it kind of begs the question, uh, what time period in the Star Wars timeline will the show be taking place? What will be his appearance, so to speak? Because uh, as we all know from Clone Wars, although he was the master of Ahsoka Tano, the, mm-hmm. well, the Jedi master, that we all know how that story kind of ends and what ends up happening. So it'll be interesting to see where they kind of play this out, especially since, as they point out in this article, that the first live action appearance of Ahsoka was in The Mandalorian, which is post the Death Star being destroyed for the second time. Yeah. And that is the uh, long since passing of, of one Darth Vader. So 
Well, not long since. I mean, he died at when they blew the th- just uh, just before they blew the thing up. Well, well, yes, but I mean, like, I think the time period of the Mandalorian isn't like oh, di- directly I, I after like, that. You know what I mean? I think the destruction of the second Death Star was no, long no, no, after no, no. Darth oh, Vader. Sorry. I'm like, yeah, like 30, 40 seconds after. I mean, I, I mean, for a, 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 a you know quark, yeah, that's a long time, I guess. But well, you know. But uh, but yes, so so exciting news there, um, and also just pointing out as well that Mr. Christensen is going to be making his uh, uh, not his debut, but his appearance in the upcoming Obi wan series. So that will be hmm. also interesting uh, to see, especially Great, so. since he will most definitively be in full Vader mode, given uh, when this uh, is rumored to be taking place. So we get double creepy Anakin. That's we I do. guess awesome. So yes. I guess no Padme, so maybe the creepiness will be dialed down a little bit. I don't know. I'm just curious if his if his appearance will end up being more of a like if she has like a flashback or something like that, like it goes kind of goes back in time to before his mm-hmm. turn. I could see that being useful and maybe also with, you know, the fact that he's clearly, you know, aged for whatever it is, 15 years since, you know, he was in the movies. You know, that that might fit the age he was anyways. I mean, yes, Anakin was a young man, but he was also a bit more mature and, and a little more uh, weathered at that point, you know, given the war and everything. So I think it would be kind of interesting to get a, a live action peek into he and Ahsoka's kind of back and forth, albeit slightly before his turn, uh, is what I would guess. Because they can't go too far back. You know, I mean, when she's really young and he's kind of early in, in his you know mentoring of her and stuff like that, I don't know if that would make sense. But well, what are I your mean, thoughts? Could. I mean, I think it's one of two things. I think it's either like you're saying they're going to go back a little ways, uh, you know, to, you know, her apprenticeship before, of course, she walks away from the Jedi and all that. Mm-hmm. And maybe you kind of get around that era, which at that point still, you're probably not going to be dealing with Rosario Dawson. You're going to have, I would imagine it would be a, a younger actor playing Ahsoka, you know, someone who they like, oh yeah, you kind of look like a, Ro- a young Rosario Dawson. Cause right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Seeing pictures of Rosario Dawson. Now you're like, okay, you totally, you and Paul Rudd definitely have paintings somewhere aging in your place. Like you're, you don't appear to be <laughs> aging significantly. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like Rosario Dawson doesn't look, I mean, she's not exactly the same, but does not look like she has aged alongside everyone else okay yeah <laughs> and I, yeah. I don't know i mean maybe there's work done maybe there's not maybe she's just someone like paul rudd who's just like no nah, i'm just gonna I'm, i've hit this point in my age development and this is where i'm gonna be for the next 40 years i don't know uh but i think that they would have to come up with with somebody else because the the age difference would have to i think would have to appear significant and at yeah. that point yeah. you get into de-aging hayden which i mean i don't i haven't seen pictures of him lately I don't you think know, he I, looks that much different. I mean, I, I wouldn't put him in the Paul Rudd, you know, Rosario Dawson category of D of not aging. But yeah, you know, it's but not it, like he looks it, like night and day. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least it wouldn't be like a de-aging process like they had to go through with Mark Hamill. I mean, that was sure. Sure. That is significant because yeah. you're talking yeah. decades, yeah. several decades instead of just like a decade and a half. So. Yeah, I, I think that that's one. I think another thing could be just with, I mean, not even that much de-aging, just as a force ghost. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Because that's remember, fair. they did, didn't did they go back into like the the real, uh, the real re-release of the of Return of the Jedi? Didn't they go back and put him in instead of the poor guy who they played did. Anakin? So, I mean, him as a force ghost, that could be interesting. And actually, I think that could be the more interesting way 
of going through the series. Like if mm. he is to make not just a, a one-time cameo appearance or one-time flash or, you know, not one time, but a couple of strategic flashbacks that you're like, yeah, they totally filmed these all in one day mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. If he's actually going to be an integral part of the show, what if, like, what if, if, you know, he's playing almost like Ahsoka's conscience or something like that mm. significantly through the show. I think that could be really interesting. I have interesting. no idea if they do it, but yeah, I mean, so far, Disney, you know, Lucasfilm has not really disappointed with these shows. So it wouldn't surprise me if they try and do something like that, because we really haven't seen Force Ghosts play that much of a part. Like, yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. you know, Obi-Wan showed up a couple times like, all right, yeah, here, do this and peace out. And that's it. But what if it's like a Force Ghost almost like carrying through with her like she's kind of literally in a, in a certain way haunted by her past right, that could be a really interesting right. way to go yeah no I, I i totally i can totally see that and and also you know to take it a step further too it'd be kind of it'd be kind of funny if if or i mean not funny but maybe more interesting you know if, if they go the force ghost route does it become kind of like a penance of sorts that he has to kind of hang around and help her or something yeah you know what i mean like i i don't mean to make it sound like a goofy like co- you know comedy sort of thing but it would be kind of an interesting take on it where it's like yes you know he kind of turned back to the light side at the last minute but i'm not ready to move on or i i can't move on until i i i correct some things or or I do do my good deed or something like that. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, I mean know. after his after his deathbed conversion, mm-hmm. you know, like there there is still work to be done. And even though he's a force ghost, because we've always seen like the force ghost is kind of very friendly sort of things, right? And right. and oh, I'm here to help. What if like this is the first time we get to see an adversarial relationship with force ghost and and Jedi? That'd do be kind of interesting. Do it. Which would totally, I mean, you could totally make the case for that, seeing as how powerful Anakin was in the Force and how powerful in the dark side of the Force he was, especially. Mm-hmm. That his Force ghost, even when it comes back, there would still be some of that, like, eh, I don't know, you know. I'm, yeah. I, maybe you ought to kill all those people. No, I'm not going to kill all those people. And everyone else is looking around like, who the hell is she talking to? <laughs> Well, and and, 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 and we ought to start running now. Well, and, and if she is, in fact, going to be going after Ezra Bridger and going into deep, deep outer rim territory, mm. maybe there's just that need to have a, a ghostly guide there or something like that. I don't know. I, I'm getting kind of in yeah. a goofy place, but. Well, no, that could. I mean, because it totally makes sense, because if you're going that far out in the in the galaxy. And, and you figure this is going to be a fairly solitary journey. I mean, you, you look at the Mandalorian. Mm. Part of what made that work with with Grogu, a.k.a. Baby Yoda, was that gave him something to play off of. It gave it was there was a reaction. There was something there. And kind of the same way where when you're watching a movie like Castaway, for instance, you kind of had to have Wilson there. Like he has to have something to interact right. with. Right. Because the vast portion of the movie is just Tom Hanks running around an island. So having her almost have this thing that she's interacting with, but she's not happy about it because it's reminding yeah. her of all of this past stuff could be a really interesting trip through deep space, you know? Oh, agreed. It would actually, it would, you know what it would be like? I take it back. We've, we've kind of seen a template for the adversarial force ghost thing. And it is the, the BBC show Red Dwarf. Oh. Because that took place in deep space and it was the last surviving human being. And the computer could bring back one hologram of a crew member, but it could only sustain one. And it brought back his uh, the, the last person's bunkmate, who he hated <laughs> and didn't get along with. But the computer was like, this person is the person that you had the best, you had the most in-depth relationship with. And he's like, yeah, but I hate him. And he's like, yeah, but you had a, 
you you talked with him the most, you knew him the best, you know, all this. And is and you, you have this give and take with this guy who is arguing with essentially a ghost yeah. the entire time. Yeah. yeah. So it's I mean, we've kind of seen that, and that's much more of a comedy angle, but the possibilities there are kind of interesting. Now I'm I'm kind of fascinated for this. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it when I didn't think I would be. Should be interesting. Next item. And we can file this under Marvel screwing with what I'm calling the release averse. Uh, we, we got some news last week that several Marvel pictures are going to be shifted. Studio source uh, saying the changes were made due to production delays on multiple films. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll, I'll start running through these and, uh, and then I'll talk about some of the non-Marvel movies that will be impacted by this. The changes go like this. So Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness was, was scheduled for late March of next year is now moved to May 6th. So that'll be a May release in 2022. Okay. Thor Love and Thunder is being shifted from... So, so now this is where the dominoes start to fall. So Thor was supposed mm-hmm. to be May. Now it's going to be July 8th of next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, was supposed to be mid-July. Now that's going to be November 11th of next year. The Marvels, which is supposed to be the sequel to Captain Marvel, is going to shift from November of 2022 to February, the day before Valentine's Day, mind you, of 2023. Okay. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania, is now being shifted to July of 2023. So if there was going to be any sighting of Kang, it ain't happening until 2023. <laughs> So, unfortunately. Well, major sighting, you would think. Major sighting. Because he is heavily rumored to be part of that whole thing. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know why this was thrown in here, because this is not a part of Marvel at all, but for those who care and are keeping score, the fifth Indiana Jones movie will be pushed from July of 2022 to June 30th of 2023. So, with all that being said, here are the movies that will be impacted. So, let's start with Doctor Strange shifting. So the shifting of that movie from March to May is actually now going to open the door for a movie we'll talk about in a bit. DC's The Batman will now release unopposed in March. Hmm. But I don't think that's the reason Marvel moved it. I think they moved Doctor Strange. No, doubtful. If anything, they would would release it on the same day because Marvel is just totally playing with DC like a cat with a ball of string at this point. Well, actually, I, I, I think they're doing it more for this reason, because supposedly uh, late March of next year will be the release of a Downton Abbey movie. And I think they're just clearing out March because they know Downton Abbey is going to do them in. So that's all uh, I have to say about that. So um, is that are you? Are, I can't I can't even tell if you're being facetious right now. Are you being I serious? Being facetious. I'm being facetious. OK, being I, I couldn't tell because I the thing is, like, I've heard so many people talk about Downton Abbey and about how it's this and that and the other. Like all my wife's friends love Downton Abbey and they love what what is the other one? The pole dark or whatever, mm-hmm. which I at first I was like, is that a show about like a 1700 stripper? Like what what are we talking about here? <laughs> Gosh. And I, you, man, you've never seen people turn on you so quick as when you insult something like that. I was like, whoa, 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 put, put the sharp things down, ladies. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just trying to make a joke. Where'd they get the torches so soon? Yes. But th- that has quite an audience. So it wouldn't oh, shock yeah. me if Marvel's like, maybe, or they could say, well, maybe, maybe we ought to release a movie there. All the ladies can go to Downton Abbey and maybe all the guys will be like, you know what? I'm going to go watch some things blow up. <laughs> That's another strategy. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, this not that there true. aren't guys who don't like Downton Abbey. I mean, we this know that true. Happy Hogan mm-hmm. loved Downton Abbey. We mm-hmm. know that from Iron Man 3. That's right. So, That's what I'm I mean, saying. They're, they're, they're just making and, room. Making and room. maybe in that case, maybe the dude is like, I'm going to see Downton Abbey. And the girl's like, I'm going to go watch some things blow up. I don't know. Who knows? Quite I'm not possibly. trying to. 
not trying to make this gender specific. I'm just trying to say maybe you could kind of split some people here and there. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But anyways, anyways, uh, but moving on from Doctor Strange. So the the next one that's going to um, we go from giving the Batman free reign over March to now the Flash going to be pummeled by the Black Panther because <laughs> the Flash yeah. is apparently supposed to also release in November. And that is the same time period as Black Panther Wakanda forever now. So it was good knowing you. Uh, thanks for showing up, but I think you so are. When just, is when's Black Panther releasing? Did they November eleventh? Okay, so Flash will get one week. One week. If in it stands the now. You best hope Flash is as quick as the as the character is and makes all the money in that <laughs> one week. Because when Black Panther Wakanda Forever comes out, it's making all the money. Mm-hmm. All of it. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania will open in late. Uh, so let's see. We'll open late July. Uh, it, it'll be a week. Sorry. Uh, late July of 2023. It'll be a week after Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, which will be released by Universal, as well as Warner Brothers Looney Tunes, Coyote versus Acme. So I don't know. Looney Tunes, that's some stiff competition right there. That smells like a direct-to-video sort of thing to me. I Yeah. I know. What is interesting is with the Indiana Jones film that being pushed now to June of 2023 is now Black Adam will be unopposed in July. So Black Adam will rule the July near as we can tell. However, uh, Indiana Jones will be going up against DC Shazam Fury of the Gods, which will be June 2nd of 2023. And an untitled Star Trek film from Paramount that is coming out on June 9th. So that is... See, it's hard for me to take any of those really that seriously, like the mm-hmm. unnamed Star Trek movie and stuff. I don't know, man. I, I got a question for you. Yeah. I know we've taken this almost to the 30-minute limit, but let me just say this, or ask what, you this. Why are you even starting to recognize limits now? I mean, come Star on. Trek, untitled Star Trek film from Paramount on June 9th. What is the over-under that that comes out before the Battlestar Galactica reboot on, on the Peacock? <laughs> Untitled Star Trek movie. Untitled, versus- uncast, unwritten. Probably not. They're, probably they're, they're still taking treatments on it, I'm going to say at this point. <laughs> I'm saying Star Trek is coming out before the BSG reboot. <laughs> Easily. Easily. Unless. So say we all. Unless they say, what was it? What's the dude? Es, es, Espanol? Es, es, Sam Esmail? Esmail? Oh, yeah, Sam Esme, yes. Unless somehow he gets announced as a producer of Star Trek, of the untitled Star Trek movie. And in that case, we're just we're going to watch like matter and antimatter. It's going to be like a production hell versus production hell, just <laughs> devouring each other in this dance of just darkness. And just mm-hmm. that would be actually amazing to watch. It would be like yes. two black holes colliding. Mm hmm. An event we would probably never ever see in our lives ever again. Yeah, and and now I'm kind of rooting for it. I got to be honest. I could see it. Well, I'm glad that you can. The end of the world as we know it. <laughs> yeah, I ain't feeling fine. I'm telling you. <sighs> do you need me to do any like fantasy football updates during this episode, you, Tim? <laughs> I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Tell you right now. If there's a way that I can reach this microphone. <laughs> All right. You right in the mouth. Okay. Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, before Uncle Todd puts me in a sleeper hold, uh, that, my friends, is the Weekend Geek. Well, thank you so much for that just light, shining light in my life and warming, you know, just the, the cockles of my heart 
even the subcocular region. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm so. You're welcome, sir. Happy right now. I feel like I've just gotten an enema with gasoline. It's, it's lovely. The world is shining. The birds are singing. Actually, no, those are vultures screeching over my head, circling <laughs> the carcass that is my fantasy football team. All righty. Well, uh, we wow. are going to talk some more trailers because after we recorded our previous episode, because I uh, don't know if you all didn't notice that, that took a little while to get out. Uh, our editing department, uh, a.k.a. me, got a little bit behind on things. However, uh, in that time, some more trailers dropped. And it really seemed like there was a decided DC slant to this as as the as our previous episode was all pretty much uh, kind of leaned heavy on the Marvel. Now we're leaning heavily into the DC, EU, U, whatever the crap they're calling this. They, they still can't get their act together after like hmm. 10 movies. But there's a lot of DC coming, but also a couple of other weird ones. And uh, maybe we ought to just dive right in with the weirdness because we're going to go in in release date order so our first one our first our first <laughs> bit of you okay art i'm trying to figure <laughs> out how to describe this because quite honestly i didn't know that i needed this in my life until i saw the trailer i'm like how, where has this been my entire life ladies and gentlemen i give you hit monkey now what what in the ever-loving sweet hell is this i have no clue are we gonna watch these and then comment on them Oh yeah, we've got to because you know what? I can I can watch Hit Monkey over and over again. All right. Oh, I'm my que- God. I'm queuing up. I'm queuing up. Me too. I'm I'm trying to get through the the Dwayne Johnson commercial that comes up before this every single fracking time. All right. So uh, give us a moment here, and uh, we'll be back after we watch this trailer. All right. Now, where do you even start with this? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the premise for this is, oh my goodness, it's lovely. So first of all, let's just say right out front, uh, this is going to stream on Hulu starting November 17th. A week before we get Hawkeye, we get Hitmonkey. So now we have Hawkeye and Hitmonkey going at the same time. What a vastly different views of both of those. So. (laughs) As well you should. Although... Although Goodness. I'm just saying they're both buddy shows. If you if you think about it, yes, <laughs> very different buddy shows. They are. They are. Oh my goodness! So uh, this is Hit Monkey is uh, listed for ten episodes. All right. So we will actually get this uh, a week before. This will be streaming a little bit after Hawkeye finishes up. I think we get this right through Christmas. Which I mean, isn't it beautiful that you? Hang on, honey. I can't. I can't decorate the tree yet. Hit Monkey's on. Yeah, that's going to go over well. <laughs> that's one of the top five lines that are, that are said right before I want a divorce. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you really want to cause some some strife in your family this holiday season, just say that, honey. I'm sorry, no, I can't do that. Hit monkeys on. I guarantee you, you better duck immediately after that. Oh yeah. So the interesting thing that I found in my in my like minute and a half worth of research for this is uh, apparently this is different from the comics in that it appears that uh, in the comics it's just the the monkey ends up becoming a hitman and I don't think the hitman the guy who dies in the trailer here no spoilers it's right there in the freaking trailer mm-hmm. he I don't think he appears in in that afterwards and uh, here it appears that we get the hitman's ghost kind of as the monkey's partner and Obi-Wan Kenobi if you will well we were uh, talking about force ghosts earlier and look at that I know. And that when we started talking about that, I'm like, I'm totally like 
I'm ripping this off from Hitmonkey. Like how how weird is this that I'm trying to like steer Star Wars towards Hitmonkey? I would have thought it would be the other direction, but you know, it's a weird world in which we live. It is. So I got to say for me, uh, the entire thing just looks compelling because first of all, we're getting a Marvel show that is very, it's its sort of like the, the test run for whatever they're going to do with Deadpool and some of the other stuff. It looks like we're not getting Disney star anytime really soon because mm. this is going to Hulu. So apparently that's not quite ready to roll out. So I'm, I'm just intrigued about exactly how far they're going to go with this. Yeah. You know, not like I want them to go full on like John Wick, Kill Bill level blood and gore, but this is definitely... The violence is a step up. We've got swearing, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, it, it's definitely edgier than stuff that is in the normal MCU. Agreed. I'm finding that very interesting. I'm not really concerned about anything because it's there's no this is not going to affect my life in great a great deal in any way. Like, so I'm not that concerned because I didn't even know the hit monkey existed until like a week ago. So <laughs> I'm not really all that concerned. I got to be honest. Uh, how about you, sir? What what do you think is compelling? What's concerning? Oh, I, I think what's compelling to me is the dialogue. I mean, you know, at least what we heard in the trailer was pretty funny. Uh, Jason Sudeikis, uh, of recent Saturday Night Live uh, host, a little, uh, and I kind of missed this in the Week in Geek, but a little what's up with that reunion between him and Keenan Thompson. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I I think you know he he plays kind of the the smart guy. I'm guessing secret agent pretty well, and and you know the the back and forth. Well, back and forth as much as there is with a monkey. Um, but but the dialogue we at least get in in, in the trailer uh, looks interesting. I I don't know if I'm that fired up about it though. It's just kind of like eh for me. You know, it's 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 <laughs> it's funny, but it's like I don't know beyond that. Is it anything that I would sink a lot of time into? You know. Um, mm. So I. You know, compelling for me is the kind of the buddy cop, the the buddy cop sort of humor that's going on there. What's concerning for me is it's just going to be, you know, just so kind of over the top goofy that it just doesn't kind of land the right way. Yeah. So I'm kind of interesting to see how this works out for Marvel. But those are kind of my thoughts on it. I, I you know, it's different and, and I don't fault anyone for doing anything different. It's just uh, you kind of tell from the last episode, like the Hawkeye one, for example, really kind of sparked a little bit of energy and excitement for me. And this one, I was just kind of like, well, I, I mean, I think the first thing I texted you is what is that? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think you. I think you sent me the link. I watched it, and 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 I'm like, "What is that?" <laughs> I think you. I think it was actually that weird. <laughs> That's true. I think I did. That is. I think that might be verbatim the the mm-hmm. text you sent back to me. Uh-huh. And I couldn't disagree. I'm like, yes, it is. Yes, you you are correct, sir. Yes. So I think I think you you do make a good point there because there is a certain there is a certain level of goofiness or over the topness to quote a very horrible sounding phrase but if you if you get to a point where you go a little over the top then people are like ah that's too much but if you just then really commit and instead of like trying to back off and make the make the, make the uh, collision less damaging but actually like upshift and try and get some more momentum to make this to make the crash that much more spectacularly bad you can actually propel yourself over that like eh, that's too over the top that's too big oh that's too goofy or whatever into this area where people like oh my gosh it's so gloriously over the top i love it 
you know, and then, right, you, and, right, and right. so I think I, if it's whether or not they have the full on commitment to just be like, no, we're going full bore loony on this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We're going out where the buses don't run. Hang on, folks. Hang well, on. Ludicrous and, and, speed. And I think it's telling and, and, you know, you kind of alluded to this and I don't know if it's it's due to the lack of availability of Disney stars, but. You know, it's also telling how it's being distributed. I mean, it's being put out on Hulu, so it's completely disconnected from the Disney machine. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is tagged as a Marvel property, but it's one of those things like, you know, I like the way you put it, where it's kind of like, is, is this a kind of like a litmus test to see how audiences react? Because there, there's always been kind of a, and like even What If kind of pushed this boundary a little bit, especially with the zombie episode, which is, you know, there's always been kind of a family sort of vibe to a lot of what Marvel does. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like it's meant to be family viewing. You know, families have gone for the better part of a decade now to see these movies and to see this content. And of course, you know, over the course of a decade, those kids have grown. But I'm just, you know, I'm thinking about with Star Wars, it, it never kind of went to that place. And, and that's probably, you know, like last episode, we were talking about what if, and I was saying how the zombie episode just didn't land with me. It's not so much that it's, about its ability to land within the universe and the fiction of it all, but it's just there, there's kind of like a, a, a you know a boundary that you're operating in, and when you kind of go past that boundary a little bit, it's a little bit disorienting. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, you you like grounded stuff like you know space operas and laser swords and no, you know, professional well, that's wrestling, why I'm bringing as it up, opposed to something like zombies. No, no, which no, no, is no, no. So you, you misunderstand. That is not what I'm saying. It is the idea that. Well, it's 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 what I just said. Like like Marvel, yes, there are there are super natural and and super fantastic things that happen within Marvel. That's the beauty of it. It's what comics has always been. To me, and, and maybe it's for me because I'm a bit of a, a fan of a of a, a show about the zombie apocalypse, The Walking Dead. I just don't want to cross those two worlds. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just I feel like that the whole zombie thing is is like one kind of storytelling and one sort of thing that's kind of grounded in like the apocalyptic sort of world and marvel is in just a totally different zone you know it just it's it's just different in my mind at least okay fair enough if 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 that makes sense i mean it doesn't it doesn't it's just more fun for me to make fun of you for it well i know but but you know i i just i just continue <laughs> to uh put forth uh the intelligentsia and i will uh oh, you know win geez. you over at some point all right, so uh, let's uh, let's rate this one on a scale of one to ten, with one being oh I don't know Dwayne Johnson's Rampage, and ten <laughs> being uh, the Clint Eastwood monkey movie Every Which Way But Loose. How would you rate <laughs> wait, your anticipation? Wait. Which one of those is good and which one of those is bad? <laughs> well, of course, ten is Every Which Way Is Loose. I mean, oh it's it's Clint Eastwood with a monkey. I mean, that is the apex of cinema, sir. Okay. All right. I'm, I just, just want to make sure I'm getting my bearings right on this one. As opposed to Dwayne the Rock Johnson with a gigantic monkey and a giant wolf. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just ludicrous. I want I want my monkey to be able to drive. I could buy that's into Dwayne Johnson with the never mind. Anyways. So where would you put where would you put your anticipation level for this movie? <sighs> one to ten. Uh I'm going um I'm probably gonna go a, a four on this one. Whoa. Yeah. Oh yeah. This this really missed the mark for me outside of the dialogue. Wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a rating that low right out of the shoot. Wow, you, you sound, you sound like Neo for a minute there. Like, whoa. Well, I was, I was almost as surprised and amazed. 
Every thought in my head just emptied right out. I thought I knew Kung Fu, and then I realized I didn't, and I almost <laughs> fell out of my chair. But anyways. And then I pulled my quad. <laughs> no, if it, were, if it were me, I'd pull a tricep. That's uh, compare- oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, Remember, the, that's the weakest muscle in my entire the body tricep is my tricep. Is, is your enemy. Yes. I don't know what it is, dude. Like, I, I, I keep working on it in the gym. I'm like, will they ever get stronger? <laughs> my trainer's just looking at me like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Uh, although just a, in a quick little gym update, uh, mm-hmm. this past week, I, I nearly, nearly made my goal. Nice. Which is to deadlift half of what my personal trainer can deadlift. Very nice. <laughs> of course she does it once, which I'm sure I could get a little bit closer if, if I were doing it just once, but still it's a point of pride. If I can, if mm-hmm. I could deadlift 10 times, 10 reps of what you deadlift, like your personal record once mm-hmm. i will at least feel like a little bit less of a chucklehead at the gym i mean yeah. not yeah. not significantly because i still do i'm i'm still awkward and just at risk of being the person that everyone turns to and goes oh that looks like it hurt <laughs> he looks like he pulled something <laughs> i've never seen a human body twist that way that's rather interesting <laughs> somebody get a photo of that and put it on instagram this deserves to be shared with the rest of the world Indeed. Anyways, uh, getting back to uh, so I'm where I'm going to put this, and you're going to you're probably going to want to commit me for this. I'm putting this at a solid eight. All right. Like I'm just going to say, all righty then. <laughs> I did not know what Hit Monkey was until last week. Yeah. Actually, no. Yeah. This weekend, like four days ago, I didn't know what Hit Monkey was, and then I realized this is what I've been missing my entire life. Oh, good. This Lord. is what I need in my life. So I'm looking forward to it. And again, it's nice because there's it's it's almost like zero impact on my life if it's good or bad. So mm. I'm looking forward to it because eh, I'll be out like the eight dollars it'll cost me for Hulu that month. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Although I do have to find out. I mean, I wonder if they're doing this once a week or if they're just dumping all the episodes. It'd be nice if they just dumped all the episodes because then I could get through it in one month and they, they wouldn't get go. like multiple months out of me. By the way, I'm, I'm looking at maybe switching from Sling to Hulu. Oh, look at you. Yep. Saving some money. They have uh, very similar channels, and I'm very curious to see if their service is a lot more stable because there's nothing better than recording a show and, you know, you hold on to it for a couple months and you go back to, or not a show, but a movie, and you go back to watch it and it can't retrieve it. (laughs) It's like, well, thank you very much for that. So they they don't understand that whole recording thing, huh? Well, they they record it and you can access it. It's just you know there there seems to be a you know a a watch by date or something. I don't know because it's just sitting there, not you know looking all like it's ready to be played. And you go to play it and it's just like I can't find it. I'm like, well, what did you do with it? It's like that. It's like that. Uh, the Seinfeld episode with the car rentals. It's not the taking reservations. Yes. it's the holding of the reservation. Yes, yes, indeed. That is one of like the two Seinfeld episodes I've ever seen. Oh gosh, you got to watch Festivus. No, I know. I've seen. I've seen. I've seen enough clips. I feel like I've seen a decent amount of Seinfeld, but I never really. I never watched the show when it was on, and now I've ah, just. Gotcha. It's just. Gotcha. It, yeah, it's gonna be so dated. I'm good. All right. Well, moving right along. Next up, coming uh, January thirteenth of twenty twenty two on HBO Max, everyone's favorite streaming service, ish, mm-hmm. next to Peacock, is Peacemaker. Yes. Oh, boy. This is going to be interesting. Well, hang on a second, and we're going to go watch this. Uh-huh. 
All right, so we've got to take a shower after watching that. (laughs) I kind of feel the same. We've got an eagle (laughs) hugging John Cena, John Cena and tidy whiteys, a bunch of other stuff. But you know, which is ironic because I didn't seem to mind watching him wrestle all these years. So (laughs) I know, but he was wearing jorts, so it's a whole other thing. Uh, Yes, that well, well said, sir. Yeah, uh, but you know, at the very least, we get Robert T one thousand effing Patrick. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you. With like the like, uh, I I mean, what do you call that hair haircut? Is that like, can we call that the Don King? I mean, just with it, I all think just so. Straight up, I think. I so. mean, only in America. That is rather amazing. Uh, so this uh, is streaming, as we said, on HBO Max and is listed for nine episodes. So uh, kind of like the other end of the Watchmen spectrum, if you will. Uh-huh. <laughs> Something tells me we're not going to want to do a breakdown of this uh, every three episodes. I don't I'm just so. saying that. I got it. I got to say, and I got to ask you this. Does it feel like Cena is just channeling Chris Pratt? Um. Oh, I, like Guardians of the Galaxy? Sort of. Yeah, because of course this is James Gunn. This is yeah. He's producing. I I I didn't look up and see exactly what he's doing, but he. Ah, uh, that's a good point. I oh that, that is an astute observation, sir. I'm 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 inclined to agree with you. And I'm because sure yeah, it's a good he, thing. He he, he kind of yeah he has that sort of he's a loser, plucky fighter guy, and you know he he just drives his associates crazy with his insane banter and you know, not funny comments or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> which I, and which is where the comedy comes from is because it's just, you know, it's just so rude or whatever. Yeah, and there's and the thing is, like, there's certain actors who just can get away with stuff because of, I don't even know if it's a natural charisma or if it's just a part of their personality or just, I, I don't know what it is, but there's certain actors that can kind of get away with stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you put Dwayne Johnson in this, and I think it could be huge because Dwayne mm-hmm. Johnson just number one, he's like Teflon, like bad stuff just does not stick to him for mm-hmm. very long. Yep. And he has this sort of natural charisma thing that just carries off some of the really ridiculous, stupid things that he does and makes it work. Yeah. And I think he has a little bit better comedic timing myself. But, you know, John Cena is not too bad either. He's I mean, he does all right. But it's it's almost it, it reminds me a little bit of wrestling. Like there there are some mm. guys who just don't quite, even though they can technically do the stuff, it just isn't as fluid and good as other guys. Mm-hmm. And you can't really define exactly what it is, you know. And that's what I get the feeling here because Chris Pratt, even watching you know old Parks and Rec episodes, you could see why the other characters still like his character because there is something about him that you're just like, yeah, he's a moron. <laughs> Yeah. And he's yeah. kind of he's a loser and this and that and the other. But ah, he's a lovable big lug. And mm-hmm. he kind of carried that same vibe to Star Lord in a in a much less stupid and more kind of in some ways kind of mean spirited way. Because Star Lord yeah. is not exactly the nicest guy mm-hmm. you know, all the time, mm-hmm. but he pulls it off. Whereas John Cena, I'm just I, eh, it just doesn't feel as as it doesn't feel as right. Yeah, no, I would agree. I would agree with that. Just a question for you, because I think you saw the Suicide Squad, correct? Yeah, and I and did. how how was you know? Because I never saw that. So how was the Peacemaker in that? Was it? I, I mean, not that I would expect it to be a different character, but was the, is this a continuation of what you saw in the movie, or is this kind of like a slightly new side to the character that you did not see in that movie? No, this is a prequel. So this is getting you to the point of where Suicide Squad is. So you're seeing, 
you're seeing more of a bright-eyed optimist peacemaker uh, here. Ah, okay, okay. And and yeah, uh, I I wasn't crazy about the care. I wasn't crazy about any of the characters in the in the Suicide Squad. I don't know. What really doesn't help here is the fact that it's kind of a same sort of thing. Like you're getting recruited to a team. And I already didn't like the Suicide Squad that much. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, and now it's like the Suicide Squad light because now we're going to yeah. recruit this guy yeah. to, to go and kill bad guys, even though he's kind of a not really a good guy or he's trying to be a good guy, but he's kind of a bad guy or whatever. But the whole thing doesn't help that you've got Vigilante, who is uh, played by Freddie Stroma, Stroma, whatever, who's basically playing Discount Deadpool. Like the ah. same sort of like tone, jokey, oh, kind of like hesitating thing. It's like, yeah, yeah. To me, it feels like you're totally trying to pretend like it's Ryan Reynolds, yeah, and have that sort of vibe about him. And I'm, to me, the whole thing comes off as like, eh. It comes off as derivative, very derivative, very yeah. derivative of yeah. Guardians, very derivative of of Deadpool. Just it it doesn't click with me, really doesn't. I just no, I don't know I what it is. I agree. So. Uh, <laughs> Is anything look compelling to you about this? I'll just say it this way. Everything I said about Hitmonkey, but the dialogue isn't snappy. Ooh, you know what I mean? That's rough. That's yeah. a rough one. Like, there's a couple funny things in there, but it, it it's just not... I, I at least feel like the dialogue of Hitmonkey is, is, is tight and seems like it's got some good comedic timing to it. This is just... I don't know. It, it just... There does not feel to be a redeeming quality in this to, in this show to me. I, I I hate to say it that way. I like to usually be very positive, but I'm just kind of like, I just don't have any desire to watch this. You know what I mean? Like there, there's just yeah. nothing there that's pulling me. I don't get the Michael Corleone from Godfather Three. You know what I mean? I'm not getting the pulling me back in sort of thing. So well, DC never pulled us either of us in really. So it's yeah. not a back if, yeah. if anything. And it just it just kind of looks a little, you know, I don't know. I, I'll say ridiculous. I know you're going to give me a hard time because of, you know, this is, you know, fiction and all that. But I don't know. I just I just don't lock into the character at all. You know what I mean? And 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 I think part of the reason, like you just said, is there does seem to be like I, I didn't identify it this way until you said it. So, again, kudos to you for the observation. But, yeah, it, it does feel like a, a like a Star Lord light kind of character. You know, just not mm. in space. It's just on Earth, and it just feels like a little bit goofy, and and just something I just am not locking into at this moment. Yeah, and there's also a a bit of a whiff of Talladega Nights. There's a little <laughs> Ricky Bobby. Maybe it's just the it's a combination of the car along with the uh, right along with the dad dynamic. There, there's a little again. It's it, it feels derivative of a couple other things. Mm-hmm. And can't say that I'm digging that. So, yeah. Uh, let's say on a scale of, gosh, Battlefield Earth. Oh, oh, wow. To You're digging deep. <laughs> well, I I really want to lower the bar on this one. From from Battlefield Earth to say the Marine. Well, I'll say it this way: I, I gave Hitmonkey a four. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm liking this less than Hit Monkey, so I'm gonna have to go at least. I have written down a three. I'm gonna go a two. Oh gosh, <laughs> in show downgrade. You know what? The, and I don't do I that. Saw you tra- know me. I don't do that often, my friend. I saw this trailer and I hated it even more. <laughs> Just because I had to watch it again, I'm taking a point off. Damn, it's the Roman Reigns factor. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Oof. <laughs> 
can you imagine this movie of actually that ought to be one of the oh, one of our new Lord. metrics that ought to be one of our new metrics like would you rather watch a 20 minutes a 20 minute roman reigns match or this or better yet actually you know what would be really good is if we took some of these movies that we didn't like and what if you recast them with wrestlers oh what if the peacemaker starred roman reigns instead of john cena this show actually does star a wrestler I know, but what what if it was a different wrestler? What if what if you, oh. what if it was Roman Reigns as the peacemaker, and then and then the dude who played a who was kind of putting together the team, and he was a uh, what if that was actually no 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 what if the guy in the chair was Paul Heyman? Oh good lord, <laughs> I would watch the movie just for that, honestly. Well, that 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 could be compelling, ladies and gentlemen. And, and I, I was going to say, if we're saying it's Roman Reigns as his heel character playing Peacemaker, that could actually be more entertaining than what I saw in that trailer because I could just see him because one of his characters' big things is acknowledge me. I could see yeah. him as the Peacemaker walking around acknowledge me. <laughs> so you give it a two point five instead of a two. I could I could go with that. You know, I'm I'm What about uh, your rating, sir? All right. I'ma give it a three. All right. That and that, and that's that probably reasonable. a little high. That seems reasonable given your review. Let's put it this way. If if I find something on HBO Max that's worth or I, if I see a couple things on HBO Max coming up that I'll want to see and I, I decide to tee that up for a month, I might give the first episode a try. But I, this is not something that I would like. If they announced Watchmen two, mm-hmm. I would be glad to sign up for three months just to watch that. Especially after the first season of that, heck yeah! For this, uh, oh, you no. better be paying. You better be paying me in no, some no. way, shape, or form. No. All right. Well, uh, let's worried. try and go to something a little bit more positive than Gosh, that. I feel Next like I need up- to have like a double shower after those two. Jeez, Louise. I know we we were really <laughs> slumming it for the last two. So. <laughs> Goodness Let's gracious. Let's try a, a nice little palate cleanser here. Oh. We take a break from uh from the DC. Ne- oh, my gosh. We only saw one DC trailer. We got three more coming up. Oh, sweet gosh. mama. <laughs> Did you write a letter to your family before this show? Because I don't know if either of us are getting out of this. Look, I, I know I'm on a fast right now of, of, of bourbon because of health reasons. But my goodness, I'm really itching to open the Woodford on this one. <laughs> I tell you, oh, forget Woodford, only. just uh, rubbing alcohol. Whatever is <laughs> <laughs> handy. I'll take a bottle. I'll take a bottle of scope right now. <laughs> I just realized Holy that. Moly. Oh, we got three of them coming up. Okay, but at least we have this one. Uh, next up, we have the Tom Holland and uh, and Mark Wahlberg vehicle, Uncharted. So, give us a moment while we watch this sucker. Mm-hmm. So, sir. Yes, sir. Do you feel do you feel cleansed after <laughs> after watching you know, that? Because again, we are we are pausing and watching these and just cutting that out so you don't have to listen. So we do you feel cleansed? Because I feel a little bit. I I I do. Yeah, and and it's it's telling that and ironic that uh it it takes an actor from a hit Marvel franchise <laughs> to kind of cleanse the palate after going through the ringer. Of Hit Monkey and Peacemaker. Well, no, 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 no. Don't Ugh. be smirch Hit Monkey. Don't be smirch Hit Monkey. Good. It was mostly oh. Peacemaker that was well, dragging us both down into the depths. A little bit. I, I'm still not a fan of Hit Monkey, but 
I know. But anyway, oh, see, now he's popping a seltzer. I can't, know, have, any, can't have any bourbon, so it's got to be some seltzer. Can't have any bourbon, so I'm, I'm, I'm tapping into the seltzer. So first and foremost, of course, and you, you made the comment, and I made sure I noted it down. Excellent use of Zeppelin in this trailer. Excellent oh, yeah. use of Zeppelin. Oh, very much so. Uh, I, I can't remember another use of Zeppelin lately that has worked as well as this. Actually, but, and, since Thor Ragnarok, really. Ah, uh, yeah. Again, that's a good call. Good call. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, just love it as going this trailer. And as we remarked, uh, Tom Holland just look. The, I think the biggest thing that's going to be uh, a leap of faith in this is just buying the fact that Tom Holland is old enough to be able to do all these things. Because mm-hmm. one, he he looks like he's sixteen. Yeah, we. Yeah. I, I actually had to Google his age. The dude's twenty five. Doesn't even look like he started shaving yet, you know. So that's going to be an interesting dynamic because they are, they are kind of putting him as that leading man, and really in. I'm so used to seeing him as Spider-Man as a teenager. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for me to make that jump. It is kind of funny to see him in the trailer at the very beginning behind the bar shaking up a drink. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just like, put that down. You're not of age, boy. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Did your mom give you a ride over here? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. But I didn't know about, okay, not your mom, your aunt. Okay. Yeah. That's that. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I guess in my, the, the thing that's kind of a leap for me is as soon as I watch this the first time, I'm like, oh. Because I, I immediately let to just in my dream casting slash producing role thinking, okay, Marky Mark should have definitely been Nick Cage and we would have gotten National Treasure the next generation. Yes. Yes. That would have been lovely. But instead, we get, uh, we get Tom Holland getting led around the world as part of the Funky Bunch and covering the pirate ship from the Goonies. And uh, we've got El Mariachi standing in his way. So it's... <laughs> I mean, it's it has its own charm. Benderes. Oh my gosh! And and we both had the same comment. Like he is just so good. He's so good. And he is dripping everything. with machismo. <laughs> he's, he's 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 one of those actors, much like Nick Cage, much like Stallone in some ways, mm-hmm. who just by his presence, like oh yeah. So so who are you playing? I am playing Antonio Banderas. Yeah. Like okay, right on. Sure. Here's your check, and go stand over there. <laughs> <laughs> right on i'm all i'm all for it like it, it's it's i just love him in everything he's in mm-hmm. uh, so i'm i'm all in on that is by no by no means a dig at el mariachi because those are also my favorite one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. um so what are your overall thoughts here what what do you find concerning what do you find compelling what what do you what do you see in here so overall, and, and I texted this to you because we, we, we had a uh, pre-production meeting late last week. You know, you hit the nail on the head. I kind of felt like it was a globalized version of National Treasure, you know, like rather than mm. it being kind of localized to America and American history, it just kind of had that feeling of just from the first National Treasure of seems like a kid who has a past of, you know, family who knows of treasure and does treasure hunting and wants to seek out that, 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 you know, hidden treasure that no one can seem to find. And, you know, Marky Mark is kind of playing the, uh, the role that, um, what's his name? Sean Sean Bean Sean Bean yes uh, played in in National Treasure so curious to see if there'll be the uh, the old heel turn uh, about midway through or not but no it it just looks like a fun flick you know what I mean like it just has that kind of adventurous and and just playful kind of feel to it and and I and I dig those movies I mean National Treasure on paper for me back when I before I had seen it would not have. I would not have connected to right out of the gate. And when I watched it, I, I just got into it. You know, I mean, it was just, it was mm-hmm. a really fun decoding 
you know, mysteries oh, yeah. and, and, and the Constitution and all that sort of stuff or the Declaration of Independence. And, and not that this has that, but it has that same kind of feel to it. So because of that, I'm kind of giving it a little bit of a lift because of national treasure in a lot of ways. And it doesn't feel derivative. It feels like it's its own thing, but it just mm-hmm. feels like it's in that same vein. So because of that, very compelling. I don't really have a lot of concerns because it just feels like a fun movie, you know, like in the same mm. way Hawkeye just kind of felt like a fun series to kind of watch during the holidays and has that holiday kind of theme to it. Here, I just look at, at Uncharted as just that sort of kind of adventure getaway kind of fiction that just will be fun, you know, and 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 just, you know, seems to have some good banter back and forth and that sort of thing. So I, I'm I'm pretty compelled, not very concerned. And uh I feel clean after watching that. Well, that's good. I think the final scene where you were talking about uh, a lack of concern for physics, uh, the flying pallets off the back <laughs> of the, the transport plane. I that's think totally that's a, great a Spider-Man e- move, man. <laughs> oh, totally, totally, totally. He's channeling Peter Parker there. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. To me, that's a great example of when you start pushing the envelope and it's over the top, but then you push it to a ridiculous point where you're like, okay, so it's that mm-hmm. sort of movie. Mm-hmm. And to me, that that was like, okay, now I kind of want to see the movie because that's just going so over the top. Now I know exactly where we're at. Like we're just mm-hmm. we're just having fun. This is a popcorn movie. Don't think too much about it. Just enjoy the spectacle. And uh, exactly. I'm I'm all in on that. And of course, uh, we gotta we gotta mention it. I love the fact that Tom Holland doesn't understand the Scottish guy. That is that. Was oh just yeah. Oh that. And, and that hoot. Scottish accent is fantastic. Yeah, that was great. So on a scale of oh I don't know one to ten, with one being the Matthew McConaughey vehicle Sahara, to ten being National Treasure. Where is your anticipation level on this one? Uh, I'm actually going to put it at an eight. Ooh, I'm put it solid. at an eight. Uh, I, you know, National Treasure has a special place in my heart. You know, not that I think it's going to be worse than it. I just, I don't feel right giving it a 10 or a 9. I think an 8 feels just about right. How about you, sir? I am actually going to agree on that. I think I think 8 is just a, the perfect number for it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. I will probably forget shortly after this episode when it's coming out, and then I'll be pleasantly surprised when I see, oh, hey, and this is coming out. Oh, cool. That looks like a fun movie I can go see with my daughter, you know, some Tuesday evening when you know our schedule seems to allow perfect yeah Yeah. or you know some weekend or whatever that'd be great fun nice and i might even be able to talk my wife into it because be like hey it kind of looks like national treasure and we've watched those we've watched those movies so many freaking times Mm -hmm. because again like my wife will watch action a certain kind of action movie and it's sort of like that national treasure level of action where Mm -hmm. it's almost like like the original a-team show where everybody is shooting thousands of rounds and ain't nobody getting hit no, and if they are, it's like in the leg, and they and they recover very quickly. <laughs> like that's the kind of action movie she'll watch. So I could see her actually wanting to see this as well. So it, it, this could be a family trip to the cinema, and uh, I'm all nice. in favor of that because it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so now, oh boy, abandon all hope, ye who enter here. We got three DC movies back to back to back. I'm I'm just gonna say before we even start watching this next trailer for the Batman. Just buckle up for when we get done and we talk about this. Just buckle up. Okay. I'm well, just gonna you say know, it. I was already buckling, but it was mostly my knees were buckling just <laughs> at the thought of having to watch this again. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so hang on. <sighs> All right. Bear with us here for a few seconds. Uh, back folks, into the mire we'll, we go. We will be back. 
Well, that was a thing. All righty, sir. So. <laughs> I'm better. You said shake that uh, one off. Yeah, yeah. So It's like the old brush back fastball. You know, you just got to shake it off. <laughs> Come on back. So here we have yet another reboot slash sequel trying to haul and oats their way. Uh, that being so close and yet so far away from their predecessor uh, by just adding the in front of the title and hoping no one's going to notice. Like, oh, no, it's brand new because we put the like the Suicide Squad. Oh, what the frack? Anyways, it's like using Z for an S like, you know, the Hardy Boys or the Dudley Boys. You know? Oh, gosh. You remember <laughs> that? Then the late 90s, dude, everything had a Z and everything was extreme. Extreme. Oh, my gosh. Which actually Harold and Kumar go to White Castle made fun of that so eloquently. <laughs> it was beautiful and especially like the dude who like they they had the kayak in the in the convenience store and the dude was like kayaking over like the donuts and stuff it was oh my gosh so insane anywho where do we start with this one i mean first of all we have the beginning where it's the world's most ominous latte like is hollywood that devoid of ideas that this is how we're going to try and sell it like Ooh, there's foreshadowing in that latte, along with stevia. Mm-hmm. What what are we what, what 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 are we doing here? What are your thoughts, sir? What are your thoughts? My brain hurts. I I, I will say my I, I will express my thoughts in this manner. I am a massive fan of the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight series. Mm. First off, I think it's one of the best trilogies that has been put together. I also feel it's one of the top superhero kind of origin. I mean, I already said it was a great trilogy, but but great origin story, great middle chapter. You know, I, I think I thought it was a great ending to it. I have struggled since that point to accept any of the content DC has put out with a Batman in it that is not connected to those movies. What I in in in, Tim, in Uncle uh, Uncle Tim, sorry, in in the man they call Tim's perfect world. <laughs> Keep stealing your moniker. I apologize. You know, it's fine. I just, I'm dead on the inside. Between this trailer and my fantasy football team, I'm just. I didn't say a word about that. I'm staying away from it. It's a very sore subject for you. I am but a husk of a human being at this point. But if I had my druthers, if they were to do some sort of movie about the Batman after the Dark Knight trilogy, I would just ask that it be sensibly and logically connected to that trilogy. Oh, see now you're art. See the problem is you're you're using sensibly and logically when talking about DC and Warner Brothers. I know, and and they've ripped those pages out of their dictionaries. They have no clue what those mean. I know. So when I see this after seeing the Affleck era, I'm just to a point where I feel like the movie studios just do. uh, They're 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 just going to run the the Batman character into the ground. I feel like it's it's just it's too much too soon. And I'm sorry, but you're you're really hard pressed to convince me that someone is going to come up with a better story than the way that Nolan approached it. I was a huge fan of the Michael Keaton ones back in the late 80s, early 90s, fell away when it got super cartoonish in the Joel Schumacher era. It really wasn't until Nolan did his grounded, you know, dramatic kind of telling of the Batman story that I was like, okay, this is something I can connect with and get into. This movie has has several strikes going against it. One big one is is Robert Pattinson for me. I I don't want to see him as as Batman. I don't look at him as Batman. When I see him as Bruce Wayne, I see 
the sort of rich kid that you just want to take a two by four to. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, wow, that just, escalated quick. I mean, just just not someone I can connect to as a hero. I mean, I, I, I look at Christian Bale. I thought he was a nice, even keeled kind of Bruce Banner or Bruce Banner, Bruce Wayne. Well, oh so here's where I'll disagree. And I just want to I just want to interject for a moment. Go ahead. Go ahead. I actually found Christian Bale to be as 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 smarmy as as Pattinson kind of comes off. And I think that can work. I think you want Bruce Wayne to be that way at certain points because sure. you either want him to be you want him to be the person who he was before he becomes Batman and maybe someone that you're just like, I, I don't like this guy. Mm-hmm. I don't like him until he finally turns a corner and becomes Batman. If that's mm-hmm. in fact what we're going to see, if we see yet another fracking origin story of Batman. Right. I've, I mean, we, again, we're going to see the, the Waynes get sh- gunned down again. Probably I'm, mm-hmm. I'm Vegas has that off the, off the board. It's like, it's, you can't even place a bet on that. And, right. and you wanted, but then you also want to see that sometimes as Bruce May, as Bruce Wayne's alter ego mm-hmm. in much the same way that Christian Bale played it that way mm-hmm. of going over the top and being that guy that no one would suspect is the selfless superhero. Right. So for me, that isn't it. it. For me, it just comes down to the fact that I don't know that this guy can either really act or act in this kind of movie because right. there are certain actors who can handle a big action movie. And I don't know that he's it. Mm-hmm. And and the weird thing is that you then look at guys like Michael Keaton. I mean, who would have thought that guy was going to be a great, be in an action movie? Like, mm-hmm. no way. Like, that's yeah. a dude from Night Shift. Right. Right. How's he going to be in? How's he going to be in in an action movie? But the way that they crafted that character, he didn't need to necessarily be the action hero. Mm-hmm. Then when they tried to make it into more of an action movie, and they tried to get the guy with the great chin and jawline, and you know, you go for the Val Kilmer, and you go for George Clooney, and you're going for rugged, handsome Bruce Wayne instead of like Michael Keaton, who you're like, he's kind of a weird dude. Like I actually kind of buy him hanging out down the basement in the cave with the bats. Mm-hmm. No way Val Kilmer is hanging out in the cave with the bats because look at him. Right. Just look at him. Why would he ever do that? Right. Move on with his life. He'd get therapy and he'd be out there with playmate of the year. I mean, that's just the way it works. I kind of get a similar vibe with this weird thing in between with Pattinson where he's, is like, yeah, he's kind of got the looks and all that, but I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't get a good vibe because obviously I think he can act. Because he's done some other roles and he's gotten some acclaim, but I don't know if this is his thing. I might, I might be wrong, but I, I don't. It just doesn't work for me, at the, least in the trailer. The main strike I, I have against him is I'm just getting irritated. Like, like in the trailer, he doesn't really speak a whole lot. He speaks a little bit, hmm. but when you were talking about Christian Bale as smarmy Bruce Wayne, I'm assuming you're talking about scenes that you saw where the look and the and the behavior and the way he was conducting himself. I'm just saying Pattinson just looking at him like there's that one scene where he's just like looking back with whatever eyeliner he's wearing on and his hair all tussled and everything. And I'm just like, no, I, I don't accept you as this. You, you are not this character. You are just not this character. And it's based solely on how he looks. Yeah, but he's which is also, probably wrong. But I'm just saying I'm just saying how I feel. Yeah, and and I mean the thing is he's also you know Twilight's Robert Pattinson, so it's really tough Strike to live two. that down. It's really tough <laughs> to live that down. And I mean, hey, you know the dude made some money off of those flicks and notoriety and made his career. But in a way, I mean, you look at someone like uh, Radcliffe mm-hmm. and how much effort he has had to put in, and and how he has essentially stopped doing a lot of bigger movies because mm-hmm. he's Harry Potter, right? And I, I so in a way, I kind of feel for the guy because. You know, he's like, oh, I'll do these movies and then I'll go move on. It's like, nah, it doesn't quite wash off that easy. You know, my my big thing with this trailer is 
after watching a couple times and it finally gelled for me this last time, I really like all the action. Like where he's where he's all the the fight scene in the beginning with all the people in the and he like electrocutes the guy and uh, right. tases him or whatever. And then the the shot with him walking down the hallway where it's the the muzzle flash is the mm-hmm. only light and he kind of appears alternately coming down, you know, just in the muzzle flash. Uh, that looks awesome. All of the action stuff looks great. It's when you see someone starting to act, I go, ugh, that doesn't look great. Like that that moment right. in the interrogation scene where he's like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what have you done? And and I'm like, I, I see the guy trying so hard, right. but he looks like he's trying so hard. And he mm-hmm. almost has this look like he's looking at the at the director behind the Riddler or whoever that is, like, you're buying this, right? Like this is working, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's just something there that it like I didn't I'm just not buying it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, uh, and 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 also you mentioned that scene where he's getting shot at in the tunnel and you know making mm-hmm. his way up and beating up the bad guys. Now, not that it was the same exact shot and the same exact sequence of of, you know, gunfire toward him. I'm pretty sure they did the same exact thing in The Dark Knight. I'm pretty sure I remember a scene where there are people shooting his way and he's slowly making his way through a tunnel or something like that, beating up the bad guys as he goes. So did they like totally rip that off or am I just dreaming that? It could be. I'm, now that you mention it, I, I do have a vague recollection of that. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me because quite honestly, they're just barely ava- uh, avoiding a plagiary charge from John Williams mm-hmm. because they're, they're, they're so close to ripping off Darth Vader's theme. Oh, I know. I was, I was noticing that too. It's like one more change and, and, and John is on the phone to his lawyer like, you better get me some money. Yeah. Because that's mine. Draw me money. But the whole thing feels like it's a mashup. It's they're trying to mash up a lot of the other Batman mm-hmm. movies and they're trying to make it a gritty remake because they're they're really trying to they're hoping that everyone's gonna forget that they already kind of did that sixteen years ago and did it really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, "Ooh, look, see, now that we've completely screwed up Batman again, look, now we're it's it's grounded and it's gritty and look, it's not really a Batmobile, it's a car." Right. That's kind yeah. of souped up and all it's like, "Well, yeah, but you already did this before and it looks like you did it better before." Mm-hmm. And now you're just trying to tell me like, "Oh, no, see, it's it's gritty now." It's like, "Well, no, you kind of already did this." I, and and no one is did it really well. I will say I am glad to see uh, Andy Serkis playing Alfred. Mm-hmm. I did not like uh, tactical Alfred from the Batfleck <laughs> era. I did not like that at all. Like it, Alfred is a butler, yes. and I mean, even though Andy Serkis, yes. I'm sure, is not going to play it like you know. Oh my gosh, I forget the actor who played it. Uh, played Alfred back in the Michael Keaton version, and it's definitely not going to be Michael Caine. No, hopefully it will not be like. Ooh, here's Alfred who can do everything. Like mm-hmm. eh. Jeffrey Wright, eh, kind of feel bad for him in this. Yeah. The one, the one person in this entire trailer that I, I actually got a good vibe from was Zoe Kravitz. Hmm. She had to me like she had maybe again there maybe they're just showing me all of the best angles and all that. It seemed like the the way that she was just moving had a very fluid sort of cat like feeling. Like it seemed like she really kind of got the character and was in the same way that Anne Hathaway kind of got the character I felt in, in uh, dark Knight rises some of that there, but I actually kind of like Zoe Kravitz a little bit better than Anne Hathaway. Like I just, just from the trailer, I'm like, I I'm kind of buying her nothing. Maybe, and maybe it's cause everything else I'm just like, man, everything else is kind of crap. Mm, yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. she's just shining. I don't know, but I'm digging her. 
but that's about it. I did find it funny that the car, you look at Michael Keaton's like steampunk kind of Batmobile and then mm. it evolves into the, you know, the the Rumbler or whatever it was called in the Dark Knight trilogy. And now it's basically a Dodge, was a Dodge Dart or a Dodge, uh, no, no not, not Dart, like a uh, Char- Charger. Yeah, Challenger Charger, or Charger. Yeah. yeah. That is the one like minor thing I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But otherwise, I'm just like, just just take this away. Take this away from me. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's assign our rating. So, I mean, basically, uh, what looks compelling, very little. And what is concerning, everything. Yeah. So uh, on a scale of one to ten, with one being, oh, I don't know, uh, Batman and Robin mm-hmm. uh, with full nippled bat suit uh, to, oh, Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight as ten. Where are you putting your anticipation level on this? Negative 100. Oh, <laughs> like you know, full stop. Not even have to think about it. Negative 100. I want to separate this thing so far from the Dark Knight that there is no chance of it ever coming close to its orbit. Good sweet God, I got whiplash from that. I was not <laughs> expecting that. I told you I was going to heal it up tonight, man. This is this this bothers me. This is We're in very unfamiliar territory I, here. I am normally the optimist between the two of us, but this one I'm just like just just no, never. I don't even want to I, I hope it I hope it does awful. I hope it never comes back again and just good riddance. All right. Well, <sighs> sorry, how about you, sir? Holy crap. <laughs> So here's the thing. I'm going to I'm going to fully take into account everything we've talked about. And I would I would probably be right there with you. However, however, I have to be a bit more generous of uh, for this one and I'm going to say my my level of anticipation for this is is hovering right around a 2. Ah! Which puts it somewhere around uh what Batman Forever? <laughs> kind of kind of and I, the reason I, I have some of that is the action, like I said, the action looks good. It could be worthwhile for that. It actually looks like one of the, the only DC movies where they, they might have actually finished some of the effects shots, uh, mm. which would be a nice change instead of it like, oh, this is the previs. No, this is the final product. You're fucking kidding me, right? People are going to watch this? But taking into account the, the time of year that this is going to be released, this will be released Mar- uh, March 4th, 2022. Ain't nothing going on in March. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot's going on in March. Like, I believe this will be pre-March madness. And I'm not even a college basketball guy. But, I mean, football is done. Pretty much everything is just kind of done or just getting started. Like, you're in, it's that weird time of year where just you're in the doldrums of winter, you know. And you're just trying to – you're just praying that you're going to see, like, some grass peeking up from, mm-hmm. <laughs> from the ground or mm-hmm. something. Something going to start growing, but it ain't for another month. You know what? I figured it out. Marvel moved Doctor Strange because they want to expose this movie for the piece yes. of horse pucky that it is going to be. <laughs> yeah, that sure. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> Maybe. I don't Sorry, know. Sorry, I, 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 I just had to throw As you were talking, it just came to me, and I'm like, wow, they're smarter than I thought. This is why they moved it. Yeah, they're more mean-spirited. <laughs> We could cover you and give you an excuse of why this movie is is doing so poorly, but nah, no, nah, we're not going to do that. You go stand out there on your own, and you just see how well you would, you will do. All oh, right. Wow. So next up, we have Black Adam, and this is a teaser trailer. 
So pause a moment while we uh, are not you listening don't have to pause, but uh, we'll be right back after we watch whatever this is going to be. All right. So welcome back. Uh, we have now <sighs> delved our second movie into the the DC back and uh, back nine of our trailer. <laughs> the back nine. I love it. Of our trailer park. Um, Sweet Moses. So yeah, Black Adam. Uh, not a, not a whole lot. It's a it's a teaser. It's mm-hmm. not a full on trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, sir? Uh, they haven't done anything to tick me off, so we're already at plus one hundred and five points to the Batman. But um, no, it, it it looks interesting. You know, at first, kind of looking a little bit like a treasure movie, and then uh, the the shot of the the pit made me think of the 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 the, the pit prison from A Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at some point, I, I asked you this. Uh, it sounds like the girl says Shazam, which I'm wondering is that somewhat related to the Shazam you know that we've seen in the past and in, in the movies? I believe so, because Black Adam's got himself a lightning bolt on his chest that looks an awful lot like Shazam's. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I. I don't know what to make of this, except that, you, like you said, The Rock is really freaking big in this movie. Dude, and I follow him on Instagram, and the workout stuff that he's been doing is in, just insane. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, the guy already was, uh, you know, a, a freak of, of exercise, but the dude, like, like specifically, do like, you know, some of the stuff you would post would be like after a workout, you know, doing this for Black Adam or whatever, and the legs on him, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> His, oh. His muscles have muscles that have it's muscles. It's insane. <laughs> so, I mean, cuz he was he's a he's a large human being. Mm-hmm. And he was he was a, a not small guy when he was wrestling like yeah. way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And now he he's more jacked than he ever was mm-hmm. wrestling. Yep. It, which is insane. I mean, it makes sense because at the same time you need to have some sort of flexibility and movement. I mean, and now I'm guessing he don't need to move that quick mm-hmm. for, you know, he doesn't have to go 20 minutes with Steve Austin or whatever. So I guess he right. can do that. But right. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, he turns the one dude into dust and, you know, sort of like how he did with Billy Gunn's career. And, you know, then we move on and they shoot at him. And I don't know. I mean, there's not a whole lot to be compelling or concerning here. It's a teaser, but it is D.C. So I guess there is something to be concerned about. <laughs> Well, but but then again, everything everything Dwayne Johnson touches these days turns into some mm-hmm. some valuable metal. Maybe not gold, but you know, eh, and that copper is, the, is still worth a bunch these days. And that is the uh, calculus I am performing. That I, you know, because to, to your point, there's not a lot of content to make a, a deep dissection, you know, critique a a judgment, if you will. Uh, it's it's very little content, and uh, I I just feel like given that it is. The Rock, given his track record with the projects that he does and his commitment to the character, I trust that uh, this may be the bright spot that DC has so needed. So given that limited information, uh, given that it is The Rock, uh, I'm going to jump, if you don't mind, I'm going to jump right to my rating because... Oh, wait, wait, wait. We have to... So it's a, as we say, it's a scale of one to ten. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. I I should let you set set the, uh, you know, set the bar. Yeah, I want I want to make sure that we're very official about this and, you know, scientific, if you will. So the parameters being 1 to 10, 1 being the Ryan Reynolds vehicle Green Lantern, 10 being Shazam, I guess. Uh, so where would you put this? <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to put this at an 8. What? I'm going to put it at an 8. 
that's it. I'm going to need you to pee in a cup. We've got to drug <laughs> test you immediately. What, what do you mean? It because if, cool. you're not, if you're not on drugs, I need to get you on some drugs because it something looked, is amiss in your brain chemistry. Cool. It looked cool. It, oh, boy. Yep. This is the show when Tim finally goes around the bend. This oh, is where come it on is. now. I want you to note this down, folks. Well, what is your rating? Like, like, because as you said, there's really to me, there's more compelling than there is concerning because it just looks interesting. So, what what is concerning you where it would have you rate it lower? I'm gonna give it a five. Oh, so so you're playing it I'm, safe is what you're I'm, saying? No, I'm not playing it safe. I'm playing it right down the middle because on one hand, it's not a whole lot to look at, so you're not seeing. I'm not seeing a ton to be compelling because, I mean, all the dude did was stand up and then levitate off the ground a little bit. Okay, yeah, and he completely Kentucky fried that one dude that he had in his hand. Fine. That's okay. Impressive. So there's not a lot to see, but that could be positive. That could be negative. you got to weigh the fact that, well, there's DC involved. Mm -hmm. Well, there's the rock involved. Uh, I'm going to go right down the middle on this. Like, it could really go either way. I mean, when we could see, like, the two-minute version of the trailer, two-and-a-half-minute version of the trailer. And you could see that and go almost like you do with the Batman. Because when I first saw the Batman teaser and it was literally just that shot of him walking down the hallway and you only see, saw the muzzle flashes, I was like, oh, it's going to kick ass. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we see how, you know, maybe we see a bit more acting in the in the full trailer and you start getting a vibe for, oh, mm, I don't know. Playing it safe, I guess. Mm. I, I don't know. I'm just saying it's right down the middle. It could go either way. That's how I look at it. Just like his fantasy team, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, my fantasy team is not going to go either way. My fantasy team is going in one direction. It's the same direction the Titanic went straight freaking to the bottom of the ocean. And then it's going gonna, it's gonna to bounce off a rock. And it's then going to go into the Marianas Trench, like the lowest point on our planet. All right. All right. So now <sighs> we, we finally... Come to the end of our nightmare here. The coming third. up for air. Coming up for air, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, oh, don't, 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 don't say that because you don't know. You don't know. I'm trying to be optimistic. Next up, we have the Flash. Ah. Uh, oh, wrong one. No, sorry. sorry, wrong one. Yeah, definitely <laughs> wrong one. All right. So bear with us a moment. We'll be right back with you. Hey, right, props you for hitting that here, note sir. the right way. That was good, actually. That was very nice. Thank you. Nice vibrato on it as well. All right. So a quick teaser. (laughs) Yeah, these last two actually are, yeah. uh, At least they're brief. Not a lot of content. I can say. Not a lot of content. However, The Flash primarily narrated by one Michael Keaton. Who, I mean, we already knew that he was going to be in this and that that was a big story about him reprising his role as Batman and and all of that. So that's not not unexpected to hear from him. But the fact that they're they're really leaning into him, like kind of narrating you through this teaser, it kind of makes me wonder exactly how involved in the overall movie he's going to be. I mean, is this almost going to be like a two hander? Is it like Flash and Batman, Mm -hmm. old Michael Keaton, Batman? That could be interesting. That could be very interesting. Yeah. Back before DC screwed up Batman the first time. Uh huh. So the but the other interesting thing is it really it was weird because it looked like the Christopher Nolan Batcave more than the Michael Keaton Batcave, even though that we're definitely playing into the the Michael Keaton version. Mm-hmm. But it almost seems like we're seeing the the Christopher in in the Christopher Nolan mm-hmm. Batcave, which kind yeah. of threw me a little bit. So what are your thoughts on this, sir? 
it's it's intriguing. You know, as I mentioned, I I am a fan of you know the Michael Keaton original Batman movie and and what he did with that character. It's intriguing to bring him back. The thing that kind of annoys me about this is similar to the way Justice League came out before they really put forth any movies that established characters for all of these different superheroes and brought them together. They just mm. kind of threw them together after, you know, a couple of origin stories for a few of them. And now we have, oh, you can travel through time and you can travel the universes and you can do this and that. And I'm just like, you guys have got to be the laziest group of writers I have ever <laughs> seen in my life. You are you are so jumping to the point where Marvel is now and you've put in none of the work. None of it. I like how you're getting upset with these. It's it's very it's 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 very weird for me because I don't know what my sh- point in this stick is, but I'm I'm enjoying <laughs> this thoroughly. Good. Like I I'm, I'm enjoying old man Tim because like it's, it's fun. Let me tell you. I I <laughs> <laughs> It's a good thing that you can't have any bourbon right now cuz you'd be slurring, you'd be you'd Oh, be I'd be all over the map. I'd be talking about Bill Moody and the, the one microphone would be just on the ground and you'd be laying next to it. <laughs> I, I can't think anymore. I, the basement yeah. floor is nice and cool on my cheeks. All right. <laughs> Anyways, so, um, I'd be texting your wife, go down and drape a blanket <laughs> over Tim. He ain't moving tonight. <laughs> Don't pay attention to the oh. four bottles laying next to him. Yeah, no kidding. So from the perspective of of the Flash and what they're doing, you know, and, and I'm not very familiar with his origin story at all. You know, it seems like they're going in a direction of almost in some ways like Spider-Man, you know, No Way Home, where it's like he's trying to go and fix something that is mm-hmm. wrong with his life and trying to do it in a way that is kind of cheating what reality has kind of put forth. Sort of like the way the DC writers are cheating their way to a multiverse. Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, why not? You know, everything else is burning around us. Why don't we just jump right into the multiverse and burn that down too? <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, So I think there's some promise in, at least from the little bit we've seen of what they're trying to do with the character. I think it's intriguing to understand how how the Michael Keaton Batman plays into it. But underscoring it all, I actually have this rated kind of high right now, but I'm going to drop that sucker really quick right now. Uh, This is an in-show demotion. Oh, boy. Because as I was talking through it and realizing... They put in zero work to get to the place that they are now with this multiverse, and and it it just really rankles me that they did it this way. So I I have uh, I'm kind of fifty fifty on the compelling concerns. Looks compelling, a lot of concerns, and 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 one category we don't have in here is just overall disgust with the way the DC has done business. <laughs> so <laughs> I will. Uh, calculate my rating while you speak okay so on a scale of one to ten with one being justice league the justice league josh whedon cut Mm -hmm. and 10 being the Zack snyder justice league (laughs) wow that's that's a real spread you've given me there (laughs) i just i i don't want to besmirch any other movies in here i just (laughs) Really, I figure I'll I'll set the bar nice and low, and maybe oh, we'll all be surprised. Man. Where would you rate your anticipation for this movie, sir? Uh well, I don't hate it as much as the Batman, although the lazy the laziness really gets to me. So basically, you're Doc Holiday right now. You're like, should I hate him? <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, it. I hate gosh. him. I hate him. <laughs> 
I am going to give it, and, and, and I'll, I'll be transparent here. Originally, after just watching the trailer and not thinking about any of this until we you know, discussed it, I was going to go with a, with a seven. Um, because I, you know, again, just watching the trailer, I was, I was kind of, I was very intrigued by, by the Michael Keaton voiceover. Mm. Having discussed with you and thought about this further and grown increasingly frustrated, I'm going to go with a three. I'm not, I'm not going to go into the negative territory because I feel that's being unfair, but I do feel like it is ridiculous to me that they are going this quickly into their own version of the multiverse for whatever reason they've put in zero work. They are WCW late '90s with 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 the cheap, just going for the, or I should say, early 2000s, going for the cheap ratings hits with with wheeling out whatever gimmicks they can, and I just feel like it's it's just that that sullies it for me a little bit. I I just I I have a hard time with that. So, anyways, uh, I'm gonna give it a three, uh, a crotchety three from from old man Tim. You're giving a three from your crotch? No, I said crotchety. Oh, okay. like Sorry, old I... man crotchety. Oh, old man crotch. Oh, good lord! <laughs> I can't work with him anymore. <laughs> Patrick, you're gonna have to take over. Uh, nope, yeah. he ain't. No, he ain't. <laughs> no, he ain't. <laughs> this show will be this show will be me and a gerbil. <laughs> Patrick, what do you think of the Flash? Exactly. Oh, he just flipped over and died. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Patrick, get me another gerbil. Oh, my gosh. Try a guinea pig this time. I think they last longer. Oh. Gerbils have a lifespan of about a week and a half, I think. Well, sir, wh- what about you? Compelling. I, I, I apologize. I, I kind of uh, took over here and, and ranted. So what is compelling? What is concerning? What is your rating? Yeah, that's about it. Um, <laughs> the, the Michael Keaton. See, the thing is, like everything about this that's compelling to me is a, is a, the nostalgia for Michael Keaton as Batman. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really have that much of attachment to the Flash because we've only seen the Flash in what one movie, mm-hmm. and it's not even the same Flash from the TV show. Although I think that the the actor who played the Flash in the TV show is going to be in this movie. I, I believe that's going to be something that's going to happen. So fine. I know one flash. I don't know this other flash and I'm sure there's going to be other flashes in there as well. So primarily the compelling thing for me is all Michael Keaton. It's all nostalgia trip. Mm-hmm. Like even that last shot where he's going over and you see this, this car draped there and you know, it's the Batmobile, you know, it's the old school 1989 Michael Keaton era Batmobile and starts to pull it away. And then that's the cut to end the teaser. That to me is like, but I'm not excited for the Flash. I'm excited for Michael Keaton as Batman. So it's not Batman. It's the Flash. So Mm, I've got it. I I can't take it that seriously because I'm going to have to give it a four because I can't even say it'll go 50-50 because I'm already feeling like you're leaning this heavily on the fact that Michael Keaton is in it. You're leaning this heavy onto the Michael Keaton-ness of it, which on one hand appeals to me because I, I watched the original Michael Keaton Batman approximately a billion times when it came out like mm-hmm. when i got that i got that on vhs for christmas Wore that sucker I, out i watched it three times christmas day like i'm pretty sure my parents went and took a nap at some point and i watched it <laughs> and i just watched it like back to back to back mm-hmm. like that's that was my christmas day and evening plans 
So I love that movie, but I feel like I'm being tricked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a trap, you know. So well, why I'm, were you I'm so not... shocked by my three? If you gave it a four, I was. It wasn't so much the shock. It was a shock that you started at seven and then you dr- you went down to a three. Oh, I mean, okay. I've been, okay. I'm sitting at a. I was sitting at a four just about from the get go. Okay. So I, it was All just right. the swing that kind of shocked me. Okay. All right. So, anyways, there you go. Uh, there is your oh. your. Uh, journey through the recent trailers uh view at your own risk in most cases uh except for hit monkey and uncharted which we both wholeheartedly endorse otherwise just be prepared to take a shower after watching these well if you're if the theaters around where everybody else is going is anything like mine you definitely want to take a shower because it don't seem like they were cleaning them the <laughs> entire time that they were closed oh, <laughs> and another thing all right, sir. So what do you got for and another thing this week? Well, staying in the realm of movies and, and not Tombstone because, you know, got to give that a break for a little bit. You know, every October, uh, the missus and I settle in and watch uh, the original Halloween. It, it, it's kind oh, of tra- you romantics, you. I know. It's kind of a tradition. And we kind of got into this year looking at, so back in 2018, it was the 40 year anniversary of the movies and and they shot a new movie with Jamie Lee Curtis as uh, Laurie Strode. And it is actually meant to be, it's really interesting. Like, you know, you and I talked about how, um, what was the movie we were talking about where they might like reset? It was either a TV show or a movie where there was going to be a new one coming out and the reboot was going to like ignore some of what had come before it. And I can't think of what it was. Well, anyways, so with Halloween, they're essentially jettisoning any of the sequels that happened from the original until that 2018 movie. And so Halloween 2018 that came out is meant to be the sequel to the original Halloween. But they both have the same title. But they both have the same title. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, Suicide Squad and The Suicide Squad. You know Squad. what? We've got to forget all of the other stuff going on in the world right now. Here's something that I think we can all come together. This, this is what can unite the country. All right. You're not allowed to do this crap anymore. If it's a sequel, then it's got to be. And you got to say it's it's this two, this three, this four. Or you got to have a subtitle so you can actually tell the frickin difference. And if you're going to if you're going to say, nope, we're having the same name, then you got to tack the 2018 onto it. It has to be official part of the title. So you know where the frick this movie sit. I remembered. Vote for me. And that's my platform. That is it. There we go. That is that is my only platform. After that, I'll just I will resign the day after that legislation passes. So and I'll have my, as my vice president like a cat. Oh, so the cat will take over. Upgrade. And from you know the what? It'll be like the it'll be the best three and a half years we've ever had as a country. It'll be nice and peaceful. <laughs> People will be like, what happened? The cat's doing great. It's taking a nap. Perfect. There we go. Nothing happened and nothing going on. Everyone can just relax. Anyways, sorry. That's okay. But I did remember the movie we talked about. It was last episode, and one of the rumors about The Matrix Resurrections was that it was Uh, going to fall right after the first The Matrix. And in essence, that's one of the rumors. It it is not confirmed. No idea if, you know, how it's going to play out. But similar to that is this, like, I just find it interesting, this idea that at some point, someone makes a decision and says, you know what, we're just going to forget everything else we did. And we're going to, because they even did like two movies, I think in the 2000s, there was one called uh, H2 or in 1998, they did one called H2O because it was the 20th anniversary. And then they did, I think a sequel to that. 
they're totally throw. I mean, that that is no longer canon, so to speak, if you want to call it that for a horror franchise. Mm-hmm. So basically, it it follows. So Halloween 2018 follows the original with Myers getting away and wreaking havoc and so forth. And so uh, we we recently went to the theater and saw Halloween Kills, which is the sequel to Halloween 2018. And just uh, you know, if you are a fan of uh you know it's not super gory horror but it's it's got its moments the reason i'm suggesting this is is mostly because i like kind of the layered storytelling that's going on like i feel like the 2018 movie and especially the sequel are leaning on kind of the lore and just kind of backstory that has gone on with uh, this franchise and with the interactions of the characters and just you know seeing kind of you know laurie strode is this very paranoid very you know, high strung and, and, and quite honestly in the sequel, the sequel that just came out, she, she's in the movie, but she doesn't play, you know, she's not a central character in it mm-hmm. for reasons that I, I just don't want to spoil right now. But anyways, just, just, I, I feel like, you know, with horror movies, they, they, they usually get a bad rap because it's all about the violence and the gore and everything like that. And this one definitely has that, but I just like the way they're kind of telling a nuanced story with it and really trying to take it to, and, and there will be in two years, a final, how it's going to be called Halloween ends and it, it will uh, time jump four years from the 2018 Halloween to our time and to, and kind of pick up events from there. So I'm kind of interested to see where, where that goes and just thought I would recommend it given we're in October, we're a couple, uh, couple days away from, from Halloween itself. And, uh, yeah, so that's my recommendation. Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills. Do see the original before you see those two. It'll round it out very nicely for you. Thank you. Good night. So, yeah, I, I think it's interesting. You mentioned uh, H2O, Halloween 2000 or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, it just reminded me that Katie Sackhoff, a friend of the show. Um, yeah, friend of the show. Like She even knows who the hell we are. But often mentioned on the show was actually in a Halloween movie. She was in Halloween Resurrection, which apparently was from 2002. And she has a really good video on her YouTube channel. I'll link to it in the show notes. Reacting to uh, her in that movie. Mm. And kind of go, reacting to some of the her, her scenes in that and all of that. And it's pretty good. And it's also kind of interesting, too, because she, she gets a little... I think I might have linked this before, but it's worth it watching again kind of inside baseball, inside acting sort of stuff. Like, here's how these things work and here's how this works and stuff. So it's kind of interesting from that standpoint. But it's also kind of entertaining watching someone look back at something they did like almost 20 years ago and go, ugh, and hey, that wasn't bad. And oh, no, that was bad. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just kind of interesting. Oh, cool. And what is your end and other thing, sir? Well, after, uh, after the show that we've just uh, recorded, this one... <laughs> Got to be telling you, uh, going to be going to this one right after the show. Amen and amen. My and another thing is found out about this because of you and your and another thing from mm-hmm. several shows ago is Uncle Nearest 1856 Tennessee Whiskey. Mm. Uh, and I listened to the podcast on which we heard the story of Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey. And it uh, it was very interesting. The The entire story I thought was was really well told and well done. And uh, it was very interesting to me, especially the the part where essentially Jack Daniel met Uncle Nearest mm-hmm. working on a farm that was owned by a preacher. Mm-hmm. And the preacher had his distillery and he had his church on the property. Mm-hmm. So I had to go out and find this. And lo and behold, 
a store spitting distance from Free Range ADC uh, Worldwide HQ mm-hmm. happened to carry Uncle Nearest. And I thought, well, nice. I got to give this a check. Mm-hmm. So went and bought me a bottle and opened it up the other day. And my goodness, this is some good stuff. Mm. Um, it's 100 proof. And it is uh, a blend of premium age whiskeys between 8 and 14 years old. Very smooth. Very smooth, but it also has a very different kind of taste and overall feel. Mm. So you don't get a Kentucky hug with this. You get more of a Nashville nuzzle uh, is what I'm going to call it. (laughs) I I don't think you've ever used that phrase with me. I didn't. I never heard that one. What? Kentucky hug? No, no. Kentucky hug. You explained to me Nashville nuzzle. I don't think we've talked about. Well, I mean, you can't call it a a Kentucky hug because it's not from Kentucky. So it's it's a Nashville Ah, nuzzle is how I is how I uh, I phrase I'll think of it very, nice. uh, very uncomfortably and awkwardly but it's uh, very smooth has a lot of a uh, lot of different flavors but it has a kind of a lighter sort of uh, fruity tones in there and all that. but it's it's very good very good but uh, it also struck me as being very different from a lot of uh, bourbons that I have been having lately and and so uh, it was a nice a nice change and uh, after the night we've had a recording me and Uncle Nearest are going to have a little chat after this <laughs> have a, and rightfully have a so and I think I've earned it. So. Good Lord. Uh, but if you're interested at all in in uh, in fine whiskeys, this is a, a great addition to your cabinet, to your shelf, whatever, and is something that is very good, neat. I have not I have not had this on the rocks, and I'm very much, you know, uh, a rocks sort of guy. Mm-hmm. Drinking this neat has been very good. It's just very enjoyable, and nice. especially with, especially with the weather being a little bit chillier. Oh, it's perfect. Well, we would like to thank all the members of the Free Range EDC congregation for joining us here on the interwebs this fine day, wherever it is, uh, whenever it is, as you're listening to this. We do certainly appreciate you tuning in, and and we want to just encourage you to to share the good news of idiocy with your friends, family, classmates, coworkers, strangers on the streets, enemies, tax auditors, door-to-door salespeople. Is that even a thing anymore? Do people still come around selling stuff? I think so. Oh, crap. Uh, multi-level marketers, all, all those people. Because you know what, everybody, everybody deserves redemption through idiocy. That's what we believe here at the Free Range mm-hmm. Idiocy Congregation. Everybody deserves redemption through idiocy. Amen. Especially us, because we need it. <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows we need it. Mm-hmm. So we would like to thank you all for tuning in. Uh, if you have not subscribed yet, what the hell is wrong with you? What you need to do is you need to go to the podcast purveyor of your choice, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, any of the of the biggies. Go there, search for us. I'm sure you're going to find us. And if you don't find us there, go to freerangeidc.com and you will find all of our podcasts there. You can subscribe to your little heart's content and download all of our episodes because, I mean, good Lord, we are simple creatures. We love seeing numbers go up. And every time the numbers go up, Tim goes, wee! I, I don't know why, but... Eh. A little more of a... Woo! It's his thing. What can I say? And if you haven't subscribed to us on the social media as well, <laughs> let me tell you, you're missing out because, I don't know, we all need more crap to look at on social media, I guess. I don't know. But you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All of those are at Free Range Idiocy. If you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, ideas for shows, outright offers of bribery, we are not above, below, or beside it. We will listen to all of them because they're all going to Tim and, well, I don't have anything to do with it. So sure, send it all to Tim. Mm -hmm. Tim at freerangeadc.com is the email you want to send those to. And now we come to the time in the show when I finally start flapping my gums and Tim starts flapping his gums. So 
I mean, it's kind of a wash, but depending on your preference for idiocy, eh, maybe this is your favorite part of the show. I don't know. All I like to do is kind of think back over the whole show and just try and find some nugget of truth or goodness or joy in all of this, which is really friggin' hard considering how much DC material we looked at this week. Uh, I'm going to wake up in the cold sweat later on and not a good like James Brown cold sweat. It's going to be one of them cold sweats. You're like, ah! and you think I got an audit tomorrow. Mm hmm followed by a colonoscopy and then a root canal after that oh dear and you're just hoping you go in the right order because you don't want to go to one <laughs> to the other and then woof, they're trying to do an extraction the long way around you know what <laughs> <I mean? laughs> um so <laughs> thinking back on all that i like to turn to the man that i've turned to for life decisions over the past 20 years so many times and part of the reason why i'm going nowhere and oh, nowhere dear. quick in my life and i say what the hell did we learn today we've learned the following my friend Oh, good. In the world of fantasy football. Oh, for uh, you, you know win what? some. Just stop right there. Just, just, just let me go. You win some, you lose some. True for both of us. True for both of us. Mm-hmm. The Ahsoka Show. We will see Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader. What we're not quite clear on is, will he be the ghost that will ride shotgun on a intergalactic road trip of sorts? Or <laughs> will he be something else? We shall see. We shall see. That, that is an interesting way to put it, but damn it, I'm in. <laughs> Marvel. Normally, Marvel can do no wrong, but why are you messing with the movie release schedule? I really wanted to see Doctor Strange in March, not May. But that's all right. We'll just have to... Patience is a virtue. We must continue to develop that patience. But mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. coming. Those movies will be coming, and they will be good. And if anything, I think we've now uncovered the strategy, which is to let the Batman release and just be the god awful piece that it's going to be. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, it's like you got hit. It's like the Batman movie bit you as a child, and you just oh, have this vendetta. Indeed, indeed. Gosh. And as far as the movies we've uh, looked at tonight, movies and shows, uh, I think coming out of this, uh, Uncharted. And uh, what was the other one we were okay with? Was that Hit Monkey or the Hit Monkey? Hit Monkey. Okay. Yeah. Un- Uncle Todd's liking Hit Monkey. Uh, we're both liking Uncharted. Uh, everything else, I don't know what to say. It's it's yeah. just oh my gosh. Just mm. I think a good stiff drink is what's in order. Ooh. <laughs> and with Sorry. all that being said, that loud. It's the most excited Uncle Todd sounded all night. <laughs> I didn't mean to sound so anxious, but (laughs) (laughs) kind of. So after we have gone through and adjudicated the uh, on these films, you got to stop adjudicating. We do appreciate. We do appreciate all the downloads and and appreciate the the support and uh, listenership that has grown over these uh, past couple of years. So we 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 do appreciate appreciate again and thank you. With all that being said, as we like to close out. Be safe, be healthy, be kind, be good to one another. And as always, just because both of us, I don't know, we're a couple of chuckleheads and we're, you know, we can always use Mm -hmm. a little bit of cash for the bourbon. Mm -hmm. Please, would you remember to hit the lights on the way out? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. Hello, what have we here? I beg your pardon, what did you say? Did you give me my cheese wheels, boy? Oh, hell no! Damn! You're such a disappointing pair. I prayed so hard for you. You're wrong. Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Get out. 
and don't come back until you've redeemed yourselves. So say we all. So say we all. It's the best. I love it. Well, the, uh, the chart here says that you're here for a tooth extraction, but this is a proctologist's <laughs> office. But <laughs> luckily, luckily for you, I've got some extra long tongs and a camera. Now get the hell out of here! <laughs>